This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, listeners. James just said yos instead of yes. I would never say yos in my life. Oh, you've made me say it. It's a word I <laughs> promised I'd never say. Well, as I've already established on this show, I'll always get you anytime, anywhere, any day. It's true. I'm Claire. James is here also. We are Suggestible Pod. We're married and we recommend you stuff. That's it. That's I'm, it. I, I was going to add something, but no. Nah, nah, I have to say to you, all. I'm done with the waffle. I feel like during lockdown we got waffly. We got complacent. We're getting loose. We got loose. These used to be 30-minute shows. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened. We lost our minds. But now we're back, baby. We're out of lockdown. That's right. We can even leave our house without a mask on. That's right. The clock's on. Uh, it's a yeah. ticking, it's a tick and a tick-tock tick. So I think we probably mentioned this last week, but if you are going into lockdown or in some stage of lockdown, oh, mate. Uh, best of luck depending on... Oh. How the rest of the country is reacting, also, I guess. I'm so sorry, friends. But you know, it's um the uh the, they're it's rolling out the um vaccine. Vaccines. It's a coming might, over they might the even horizon start in December. But then, of course, that depends on you know if everybody Uptake takes it or not, and, and then the, 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 whether it affects herd immunity and whatever and so forth. What are here to talk about? No. We're here to bring you Things some we jollies. Don't yeah. We're here to bring you some jollies from sunny Australia, Australia mate, because it's, it's sunny. sunny over here. It's no longer winter, and I'm sorry if you're going into winter. But you know what? Christmas is a great time. I've never experienced a cold Christmas, but if you're having one this year, ooh, snug as a bug. Get into the old Christmas spirit and eat lots of pud. <laughs> you don't have to leave your house. No one has to see you. No. Just sit there in front of the television. And we're going to give you loads of things to read, watch and listen to while you're in there. So, James, you're up. I First feel like off. I'm, I'm running a bit low on, like, things to watch that are, like. Cheerful? No. I'll watch your, <laughs> that's not a surprise. I'll watch your grim thing. I've got a couple. Both of mine are cheerful this week, actually. Oh, Someone's got, like, a show. that's like, like, then again, I haven't seen The Wire. I haven't watched all of, like, Sopranos. Like, there's no. things that I haven't watched that I should just be. I haven't watched Veep. I'm, I'm, it's so yeah, good. so anyway, I'll, I've got some other things that I'm working on. You know through, what I my, haven't watched? Mm. Shit's Creek. I just named, I'm like, I don't have anything. I just named like five shows and I'm <laughs> yeah. currently watching like two shows at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Do you got, all right, well, do you have something? I got something. Uh, okay. What I watched, and this was on, uh, I think it was on, might have been HBO Max. In the, I'm just you, drinking a Diet Coke while you do that. Nothing wrong with that. Zero calories, all cancer. Uh, so what it is, um, it, it aired on, I think, Stan here. It's the Fresh Prince of Ballet reunion where they get – did you ever watch that show? It's pre- what do you mean did I ever watch that show like it was an obscure no, show not obscure. in the 90s? I mean it was here. It was boo, boo, doo, boo, we, we didn't get every show oh. all the time. I love the Fresh Prince of Ballet. It's Are you great kidding show. me? That was part of my childhood, mate. Yeah. Well, so yep. what- I pulled – up to the house about seven or eight. He I does yell the to the cab, your horse, you later. Look at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince Bell. There was, um, boop, he does the rap boop, at the boop, end. Boop. Will Smith does the rap with the cast. Oh, really? So what they do, they've, um, they, they 
build rebuild the set. Like it's like one to one exactly the same Whoa. as it was, and they all wander on. They all look great, by the way. Uh, James Avery, who play, I think, yeah, he, who played um, the Uncle Phil, he's passed on since. Aww. I think he passed in like 2013. So that's a big focus of it. But basically, it's just this roundtable discussion of they're just going through memories and all these kinds of things that happen. And I'm not really a huge fan of like reunion specials. There's a, there was one like Mash that, that I quite liked from a, so that's probably like a couple of decades the, ago now. Do you watch the I Full liked. House one? They did. No, this isn't like a new episode. It's. It's just the read. It's just it's they just they're over. just talking about like memories from the show oh. and and behind the scenes stuff and it's it's really funny. They've clearly got like great chemistry. It's like still, it's got great insight into into the, their personal lives and also their professional lives and kind of how they've gone gone since. And in terms of like they all kind of knew like Will Smith was going to be a star and how he talks about how. He wasn't an actor. You're going to be a star. Yeah. Every he, time someone says that, I always think of someone with one of those like funny hats on an angle. He's got a with, cigar. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be a star. Yeah, that's, that's I'm going to make you a star. <laughs> You're going to be a star. Have your name up in lights. Ah, up in lights. He's looking at you, kid. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it that was, was fun. So, they all, so he was really young. He was, I think he was like 21 when it started. And he wasn't an actor, and you see in scenes he's like mouthing other people's lines because he's like memorized the whole Smith. script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <sighs> none of them. Oh, they're all actors. It's like except for him. Yeah. And it's like they go into like the relationship between between um you know like him and Carlton in the show and how that reflected them in in real life also. Oh, uh, and you know also- Emma Watson. Sorry, I just interrupted you. You know Emma Watson does mm. that in Harry Potter a lot when she's because she wasn't a trained actor either. Yeah, right. At playing Hermione. Oh, there's the baby monitor every time. Just in Um, time. Yeah. She's often, you can see if you zoom in into scenes, she's like mouthing all the words of all the other characters because she's such a cool book nerd. She memorised everybody's lines. No doubt. I think that's, there's something kind of in, kind of endearing about that as well. Like it's you don't look at it and go, oh man, this is ruins it. It kind of, it adds to it. Do you know what I mean? It oh, makes totally, it makes yeah. it more interesting. But one of the things that they really get into is James Avery uh, and how like he was the linchpin of the show. Like he was this huge like force to be reckoned with, but like really kind and gentle and this father figure to all of them. You know, uh, and how like he, in many ways because a lot of them were so young, he and they'd spent six years together five days a week, they'd see each other more than they saw, like, their actual families, you know. So they became this really tight-knit unit. And it goes through, like, a number of the scenes and, like, his influence. In particular, you've probably seen it, the scene where Will Smith's dad leaves. Like, they're supposed to go on. Have you ever seen this scene? Yeah. It's really it's really great. It's, like, it's an amazing piece it. of acting. But it's basically his father turns back up in his life after disappearing when he was five. And, like, he can't, it's like this kind of whirlwind of, like, my dad's back, we're going on a trip together, whatever. And then his dad tries to, like, skip out and be like, and he's like, oh, I just tell Will that I'm, you know, I can't, I can't, I've got something else. And, and, and then Will Smith has this, like, moment where he, like, breaks down. And it's amazing. Like, it's incredible. It's such, it's a really, oh. it's a really powerful scene. It's, a, it's, it's, it's probably the most well known scene from the show. But he talks about the experience of that and working with James Avery to kind of make that work. And the way that he helped him be like a better person and a better actor. Uh, so the other big part of it is uh, there were, I don't know if you remember this, there were two Aunt Vivians in that show. Oh. So in the first couple, two seasons, three seasons, uh, her name was uh, Janet Hubert. And she was, at the time it was reported that she was pushed out, of, that she was, she was fired from the show. And she's got this really amazing episode, I don't know if you remember it, where she goes to a dance studio because she wants to audition for like a dance group or I can't remember what it's for exactly, but the other women like make fun of her and they're like, you're too old to do this and whatever. And then at the end of the show, she busts out this like amazing choreographed dance. And cause she's, 
this woman in real life's incredible. Like she's a, obviously a, like a professional trained dancer. She's a terrific actor. Like she looks stunning as well. She lo- and even now she like she looks incredible. But um and but that really had massive ramifications for her because she also speaks about him. No, nobody had spoken to her in like thirty years. Like it was kind of implied that Will Smith kind of was very difficult to her and like got her kind of pushed out or like kind of locked her oh. out of the show. And so they had this sit down. It's just those two, and they kind of go through it. And like she's been very critical of him on social media, like the past like ten years, talking about what like what what had happened. And he and so they actually sit sit down and talk about how that kind of unfolded. And one of the main things they get into was she was pregnant during that entire year, which is something that he also talks about since he's having had kids. Since that he could he didn't understand. You know what I mean? He didn't understand what what this impact can have. On a person, she was also in like she hints towards this like abusive relationship that she was in, and she was you know, so, so at home she's not getting support. She comes into work and she's kind of feel like she's being f- like frozen out, and so uh, she ended up. They kind of, I think she quit, or they they asked for she wanted like wasn't more money, but it was like a reasonable amount of money, and uh, and they and they just fired her and they just replaced her. And the the woman who they placed her with, she's good, like she's she's not terrible. It's not her fault, you know, mm. and. It's just a, it's it's a really like frank and like just out there discussion which you kind of don't see with this stuff, you know what I mean? And because it has yeah. they have all this history together. Uh, and also what they go through is a lot of the stuff in the show, a lot of the social issues are still really relevant. There's a scene where they they um they get pulled over by the cops and they're in like a, cause, you know they're a rich family and they're in like a Mercedes Benz or something and and Carlton doesn't have an understanding that the police like this could go south for him. And Will Smith, because he's from Philly, his character, like, does know that. So they both – he has this kind of awakening of how, like, people are being treated and and they even talk about how, like, that's – these are issues that you look at it now and don't go, oh, that was, like, 30 years ago or whatever. That's still very relevant. A lot of stuff that they talk about, like, class systems and race and all these things play a huge factor and how influential this show was. It's it's really amazing. Like, it's always a show that I, like, really enjoyed, but it – it just kind of highlighted for me that like this was it was very like pioneering and very real in a lot of ways and also like silly and ludicrous and there's a lot of like ridiculous and shit and fun dances and whatever like it's all of these things and it's it's just a it was it was really great like I really loved it and you should watch it I definitely yeah. well it's so interesting because I was quite young watching it and I remember it as being funny and fun and had a lot of great chemistry yeah. and I loved Will Smith character and the the idea of the family just seemed like such an amazingly warm place yes. to spend time in but i hadn't i don't think i was conscious of that kind of social commentary that was going yeah. on behind I mean, it we were quite young when it you know when it came yeah, out and, like a, yeah and we didn't also get like every sitcom and i think the reason or like consistently and the reason like i know this show so well is because towards like the 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 mid to late 90s they just started playing it every afternoon at like 4:30. Yeah, so I just yeah. started like I've just seen them all. Like I don't think there's an episode I haven't seen. And like like Roseanne I have I have barely seen cuz it's not wasn't like it was maybe on once a week at like 8 o'clock on a Thursday or something. I don't fucking know. Like yeah. but this show just happened to be on every day. So it was like it's it's it the same with Mash. Like I have this like these kind of connections that, I do too. that you just happen to have because of the time because Mash was on at five o'clock, yeah. and I'd always watch. I do. I'd watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then I'd watch Mash. Yeah. And actually, interestingly, both of those shows were pioneering in different ways, totally, weren't yeah. they? And actually, really progressive and kind of with a lot of adult themes in them, yeah. particularly Mash, I guess. Yes. And I'm watching it as an eight-year-old. Like they both. They both are like in Have their own ways. They're really. Yeah. yeah it's, it was really incredible. 
and just like I, 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 they've, I know someone made like a, a fake trailer for like a like a gritty reboot, <laughs> um, and I think they're actually doing it. Like they're rebooting it, but they're doing it as like a drama kind of thing. Which I think it's one of those things. Like if you're gonna reboot it, which you probably shouldn't, you can't try and recast it, it and as a no. comedy. So it could like it could potentially work. I don't think they should bring it back. No, but, because it's um, lightning in a bottle, right? I mean, that's Will Smith in that yeah. era being just like yeah. this kind of, well, not a trained actor, coming in with all the charisma that he has into that cast yeah. and the chemistry they all had. That's lightning in a bottle. You can't yeah. you can't reboot that no. in a way. Um, it's just, it, yeah. I'm a bit worried about the Friends reboot they're trying to do. I feel like, and I don't even, I mean, it's not a reboot, so they're doing a reunion. Yeah, either. a reunion I feel show, like that's sorry. not going to be, I mean, maybe it'll be amazing, but like yeah. I don't. Also, I don't, I don't like Friends that much. Like, I like it, and I've yeah. seen a lot of it. Probably not as much as, as you. See, have. I love it. I, yeah. I still really love it. I mean, I know it's problematic in lots of ways, but it was just like Sex in the City. It was pro- totally, really progressive yeah. at the time, and when you look back, you think, ooh, yeah. But also, you have to. You got to look take it through it that lens. Through yeah. the, and I mean, mm. I think the comedy's great, and the character characters um, feel like family to me, and I think that's what's part of. The joy of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as well is when shows become part of your childhood mm. in that way, they kind of become a part of the way that you grew up and you almost feel like you know them because you come home from school and you might have had a really rough day and you can sit and just watch this kind of yeah. world unfold and it's funny and I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I had a crush on Will Smith. And they ran out of crush on Will Smith. He was I'm awesome. Like, I, what I find interesting about Will Smith, like he was super cool and I feel like in the last 10 years is so, like, become way less cool. But yeah. I think this and maybe some other things that he's done has started to, like, it's coming around again. Have you heard about what he's doing on Facebook? I have no idea what he's doing All right. On so I think it's called The Red Table. So his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm. and he and their family, Jada um, has sort of launched this TV show on Facebook. You can have sort of it's shows. It's called The on, Red. I think it's called The Red Table. It's basically like a confessional. And I wonder whether Will got the idea for sitting with that cast ah. member from the format that he takes Jada. I was just when they sat down they talked about when yeah, she cheated the, on him. Yeah, she whatever. cheated on him yeah, in their yeah. breakdown of their marriage. Um, and she kind of brings people in and has has these really um, raw sort of, I guess, honest I conversations. That with her daughter. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so like their whole family comes in. And so her and um, Will have had quite a few times where they've sat and really had this very, very kind of raw discussion yeah. and very frank about where they've been at. So, yeah, I, I wonder whether that was an influence in it, the you know table what, It started range. in 2018. So, yeah, probably. And mm. I think it make that what makes this show. It is so, called the Red Table, right? Yeah, Did you I just Google it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been gone for like so many episodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like it's. Yeah, I just thought there was that one. Time. I just I didn't really. No, uh, no, it's a whole. Yeah. it's a whole. I've got like Tony Braxton and Kid Cudi, Tiffany Haddish. There's a lot of really interesting names. Gabriel Union. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's John it's Lennon. um and it's uh, it's a new. Well, it's not new, but it's an interesting format. I've never really used Facebook in that way, and I still don't really. No. But there is content on there, like TV shows and stuff that you can watch. Yeah, cool. Through Facebook, so there you go. Mm, okay. Not sponsored, but uh, that sounds so good. I'm totally on Get board for that. Yeah, I don't see like the fresh the friends being that interesting, but you know, maybe it will be. Maybe they'll be like we all hated each other or whatever. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I can't really see no, that. I don't think that. Yeah, it'll um, be like we all got a million dollars an episode or whatever. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting anyway. I mean, anyway, we should, we're, we're talking groups. about. Yeah, we're getting stuck. Shit, I know. Mate. I've got to keep moving the ball rolling. All right, I'm so excited about this first recommendation. Oh I know on the surface of it, it might sound like something I would recommend, 
often. But this book, Three Hours by Rosamond Lupton, I'd never heard of Rosamond Lupton before. And her, this book, I just got it recommended to me by someone. The, from the very first page, I could you were not banging put on about this book. You were down. like, "This book is my book." I just, I it was. It's been a long time, I think, since I've really just been grabbed by the horns by a book and absolutely like just ripping through it page after page. Like it's, a book. Yeah. So yeah, like a book. Anyway, so if you at Find It Hard are in a reading rush at the moment, this is a book for you because you'll just race through it. Um, mm. So the tagline is three hours to save the people you love. Okay. Um, Rosamond Lupton is a best-selling author um, of four books. This is her fourth, um, particularly her book Sister, which I'm so excited to read, is another thriller as well. She writes best-selling stylish thrillers that are outstandingly suspenseful and fast-paced. Three Hours, this novel, is narrated in 10-minute increments throughout a terrifying snowy morning set in rural Somerset in the UK in the middle of a blizzard and it's set in a progressive school, like a high school, and basically it's a, um, the school is then put under siege. So the opening scene is the headmaster, I'm not spoiling anything, being shot. Um, And so we're used to seeing these kind of stories and heartbreakingly because of, um, you know, what's happening in the US, we're used to hearing about them happening in the US. Yeah, though not this year. No, no, No. interestingly, yeah. Whereas in the UK it's kind of a jarring It would be the same here. Like if it happened it would be very unusual. Correct. It could could definitely happen. but Totally, but it's very, I mean our gun laws are very different. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it's told from the point of view of the people at the heart of the story, from the wounded headmaster in the library, unable to help his trapped pupils and staff, to teenage Hannah, who's in love for the first time, to the parents gathering desperate for news. And that in itself as a parent is just, or as anyone, but a parent particularly is heartbreaking because you see there are kindergartners as well who are quite young. So it's a school Mm. from prep. To year That's 12. And so there's kids yeah. stuck in um, the pottery room. And so you see the parents of the kindergartners um, and also parents of kids who are missing and they can't find them and you get into their heads. Um, it also then moves to Rafi, who's a 16-year-old refugee, trying to rescue his little brother, Bassi, and he becomes like a central figure in the story. Right. And it, another interesting character is a police psychologist who must identify the gunman and it goes through her psychology and she's sort of sitting in the police trucks and she's pregnant actually at the this time This sounds like well. it would make a great British show. Yeah, oh, I, I do not doubt that someone is mm. going to try and turn this into a TV show. To the students taking refuge in the school theatre. So the students in the school theatre are currently rehearsing um, – for Macbeth and so they end up continuing to rehearse Macbeth throughout the novel and she kind of quite cleverly I think works um, it into the narrative yeah she works mm. it into the narrative um, which I think is really interesting because there's also themes of the refugee crisis in Syria and you get a lot of flashbacks for Rafi um, and his brother in the journey that they took from Syria in losing their parents and, you, and their story starts to become intertwined with the school and why it's under siege. I won't spoil it, but there's a lot to be taken from the novel. On the surface, it's, you know, it reads as a thriller and it's very gripping, but it's also a lot about um, the plight of humanity and about love and forgiveness and redemption, about what you would be like in that kind of scenario sure, yeah. and imagining whether, you know, you would be brave or whether you would hide and and what lengths you would go to for the people that you love. 
and then also being a parent in that situation and or a teacher and what you would do. And I think being a parent and a teacher, it's kind of interesting to think about the responsibility you have as a teacher to a group of kids and then the kind of yes. the way that different teachers respond to the crisis initially. Yeah. Um, and some people shut down and some people are in yeah. extraordinarily, it's like, you It's know, kind of terrifying that you don't. You just really don't know. really know how you'd react. No, and you like mm. to think you'd be that really brave person Maybe. who would go out there. But yeah. some people in a crisis freeze. You know, there's kind of that fight or flight and some people freeze. So, you know, you could yeah. run away or you could step up to the mark. Um, it also deals a lot with PTSD, mm. um, particularly with um, Syrian refugees and because Rafi is the one who discovers the bomb first up. Oh, right. um, And the headmaster believes well, I thought it was in, a shooting. Oh yeah, so there are bombs planted around okay. the school. Um, but it is a shooting. There, they like there's two. Yeah. There's um armed gunmen okay. that yeah. come into the school, but it begins with um a bomb exploding, and it kind of unravels from there. So mm. it's um yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's just yeah, really, really, really. Um, that sounds really good. Unputdownable. Un- yeah, you can't put it down. You can't put it down. Don't even so bother. yeah, and I'm so excited because Rosamund Lupton has three other books I haven't read. Ah. So I love that when you stumble in onto an author yeah. and it happens and you're like yeah, literally more books. all the time. Yeah, and you suddenly realise there's a whole other yeah, yeah. like a lot of books to get through. So I'm really looking forward to that. Perfect. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, I'm going to tell you about the game New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, oh. which is a re-release that came out in 2019, <laughs> but it originally came out on Nintendo Wii U in 2012, I believe. So it's got the classic Mario feel. It's a 2D side-scroller like the original Mario. It's none of this 3D worlds thing. And the reason I started playing it again. But does it have the theme song, Yes, James? it's got the theme song probably, Are I guess. you sure? I don't know. I can't remember. It's got other stuff going on in it. Are you proud I got the theme song right this care. time? But what um what our food's probably here, so I want to get through this so I can eat all the Indian food. But uh, so like most Mario stories, it's very minimal. You know, the castle gets taken over, princess kidnapped, and whatever. You can choose between four playable characters. But I've kind of been slowly kind of playing a little bit of video games with our son, like you know maybe twenty minutes a day. I know you love. It's very limited and it's not every day. And he loves it so much because yeah. he did say to me today, I hate places. <laughs> yeah. And I've really come to realise that you and him are very similar and I'm understanding you more as I get to know him more. And I also you hate love video games and you love staying at home and not yeah. going to places. True. <laughs> but um, it's so just. I, I think I'm giving in. But the good thing, good thing about this game is that. No, I, I don't want it to be like an. Like, I just get worried about addiction. Totally. I get worried about being absorbed in that and wasting time. Which is why I'm trying to limit it as well because I think with anything, you know, it shouldn't be like it's a recreational thing but it's like you've got to put a cap on it. But uh, it's kind of – it's like he's picked it up fairly quickly but it's still like it's not super easy, you know what I mean? Like he's – 
it's it's you know it's quite brutal at parts. So it's just interesting watching him kind of learn and like the way that the game is designed. It kind of teaches you as you go. And like I like giving pointers and like I oh, try doing this and whatever and what the different power power ups do. But yeah, it's really good because we've done we did a little bit of the Super Mario three D All Stars, which I talked about. We did a bit of Mario Kart eight, which has like an auto driving thing you can put on. So he does like a lot of the steering, but you can it'll keep you on the track essentially. But this is like kind of the next level of like kind of difficulty. I know you don't. Are you saying you seem real? No, I'm actually really impressed. And, but, I, uh, and I like as much as like a big part of me is like video games. But like, I also if he think likes him, he we likes can't it. if we if we keep him away from him, it'll it will backfire. Yeah, in the long term. You're right. You know? I know. I know. Yeah. It's like all of this stuff that it's like the internet. You can't just say no internet. Yeah. It's not safe. You have to teach them how to be in there. It's like yeah. anything, right? Like the internet is just like another version of the world out there. Yeah, totally. You can't prevent, you know, them bumping into terrible things. You have to help them negotiate and navigate how to recognise when things are going to be dangerous <laughs> and then how to get step back from them. And Exactly. Unfortunately, yeah. as much as I'd like to wrap them in cotton wool and keep them at home. No, you know, they turn weird, I mean, you know, on that. Yeah, even though, I mean, he does like to stay at home. Literally, yeah. all I wanted to do was go no, to a park No, if it's a thing that morning. he knows. Like, that I hate gone. places, Mum. No. What places? All the places. No, no, no. That's not even true. Like, <laughs> it's only when you've got to, like, he's had to have been there or you kind of show him what it is. You know what yeah, I mean? He, he doesn't does, like He you. likes to know what, like me as well. I like to know what I'm walking into. Um, even when it's like a new playground. Yeah. I showed I, it to him, actually, and then he was happy to go. Yeah, exactly. Because that, but that, you, you two are so suspicious of life, whereas I'm like, sure, I'll do a thing. I don't mind. Well, let's just get there and see what it's like. And I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> Anyway, they're like, hello. I'm like, nah, no, (laughs) definitely not. That's what happened at the playground today. A kid started following him and he just said, Mommy, I don't like it. That kid's following me. He's like, four. I was like, mate, just tell him to go. He's like, I told him to go away. He wouldn't go away. Let's go home. That was it. He was having a great time. Let's go home. We have to go home. That kid was following me. (laughs) I love him. He's hysterical. He is. Anyway. Can I recommend yeah, one more one thing, more thing or have more... you got any more no, no, Mario to talk about? Get into it. Okay, it's fun. cool. Okay, so I think you might already know about this. Do you know about Gabby Rivera? I don't know about Gabby Rivera. All right, Rivera. so I listened to a podcast by Br- Brene Brown called Unlocking Us. Love that podcast. She's it's an just American really writer, excellent. Yeah, so Gabby Rivera is a Bronx-born queer Puerto Rican author on a mission to create the wildest, most fun stories ever. Oh, she's worked for Marvel. Yeah, so she's the first Latina to write for Marvel Comics, penning the solo series America About America Chavez, um, a portal-punching queer Latina powerhouse. Um, Yes, I wondered whether you knew about her. I do. Um, This particular interview with Brene Brown and Gabby is just joyful. She talks about herself as being um, joyfully rebellious, which I just I love. She talks about kind of growing up in her community and how connected she was um, with her family and with food, but obviously she grew up in a very Catholic, conservative yeah, part of the Bronx thing, yeah. and then being queer and being, you know, a chubby, um, different kind of girl and really kind of nerdy and how she developed um, her writing abilities through that and then how her parents basically supported her to write her first book, which I can't wait to read. It's called Juliet Takes a Breath. And Roxane Gay, who is this incredible feminist um, activist and writer, um, called it Effing Outstanding. And she, I think she self-published it and then Penguin Random House From have there. since published it in September 2019. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And I'm Full props so, for doing that. That's 
Yeah, mm. bloody amazing. Um, so hard to get something pub- published. Right, mm. exactly. So she's also an LGBTQ youth advocate mm. and she just goes around the country spreading her um, joy revolution, talking about writing and creativity and she's really into superheroes and comics and all that stuff. I mean, well. obviously, Claire. Obviously. Um, and Juliet Takes a Breath, I think, is such an important – it's actually a young adult novel. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So I think it would be perfect to you if you have a teenager in your life. It would be such a good um, novel to recommend to them. And the protagonist, Juliet, is sort of loosely based on Gabby herself and what she went through as a teenager, but also kind of not. And it's a, it's a classic kind of hero's journey. Mm. So anyway, but this particular conversation with Brene is just heartwarming and really interesting. And I just love how she ended up writing this like, Amazing, you know, solo comic series and working yeah. for Marvel. Like that's just amazing. It's really great. That's yeah, awesome. and all and on the back. It's of always good to have like different voices in right any industry, and diversity. But, um, yeah, just yeah. different people. It's really interesting. Correct. Yeah. Ex- exactly. I never understand people like oh, this, I can't relate to this and blah blah. blah. Or yeah. like, there's a lot of like, this is just diversity for diversity's sake. Well, we live in a diverse world. So I yeah. guess the planet is diversity for <laughs> yeah. diversity's sake. Exactly. You're I think fuck. the best thing I, whoa, the best thing I actually loved about what I took from their conversation on the podcast Unlocking Us was the way she described storytelling mm. in her family and how um, her dad and her auntie are just these incredible storytellers and anytime anyone was in the house they would mm. just be telling these really colourful, hilarious, And do you think that's like, where she, that's where she got her... Totally. Yeah, yeah. You can see I'm it. Don't let the yeah. dog out. You keep oh, talking totally. About it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can really see the color and life that she brings into her writing and into her activism, um, kind of come alive through her her childhood and the stories of her childhood. So it's um, yeah, and I just I just love that the way she talks about culture too. Way to cross over though. Good work, Claire. People yeah. who've come over from Thanks, my more mate. successful podcast, The Weekly Planet, will be very <laughs> impressed. Anyway, yeah, so I recommend listening to that podcast. I haven't read the book yet, so I'll let you know, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming it's going to be awesome. There's been some really great reviews. That's it. Speaking That's of, the show. Speaking of awesome, though, we've got a new yeah. way to do letters this week, don't we? Ooh, yes. Yeah. So I came up with it uh, last week. Basically, you can send a voice memo in. You can also just email the show with a regular email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take your regular emails. I love those as well. But if you would like to have your voice on the actual show, you can you can record on your iPhone a voice memo. Please make sure that you say your name and where you're listening from. Yeah. That would be up top. amazing. Up top. Straight up the top. And and, uh, yeah, just email us and through the wonders of technology, Raw Collings, who always edits this show so wonderfully, uh, can put it into the no, show. No, no, we can do it here because you can just play oh, it. Oh, yeah, we can. Even more wonderful I'll technology. We so, can totally do let's it. Let's listen together. All right. Okay. So this is our first one. Cheers. Let's go. Hi, Claire and James. My name's Nathaniel. I'm voice reviewing in from unceded Omaha land, which is also known as the state of Nebraska. It's Native American Heritage Month, and as a member of the Oglala Lakota Nation, I have a couple of new comic books to suggest to celebrate. Marvel's Voices, Indigenous Voices Number 1, and the first two issues of Werewolf by Night. Indigenous Voices Number 1 brings together some of the hottest Indigenous writers and artists to tell stories of your favorite Indigenous Marvel characters. Already, this issue makes it apparent that the solution to better stories and fewer stereotypes of Indigenous characters is to have their stories told by actual Indigenous people. Uh, This special issue is cool, but I'm even more excited to keep reading the new run of Werewolf by Night. Issue 2 comes out this week. It's a cool book written by Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas. 
So check them out. If you hear any noise in the background, I'm a stay-at-home dad and my little one is playing away. My wife and I love the podcast and appreciate your parenting suggestions and personal stories. It's really made us feel not alone during our first year as new parents. So thanks a lot. Uh, have a good one, guys. Bye. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. We should do this all the time. I know. It's so yeah. good, isn't it? Thanks so much, Nate. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for the recommendation. I, happen to, I was just going through the comics that are out this week, and I had Werewolf by Night issue one, like, literally in front of me, like on my computer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's almost like you guys have lots in common. voices. Yeah, who would have, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's thanks awesome. so much, Nathaniel. Yeah, cool. amazing. So if you would like to have your voice on the podo, um, please email us your voice memo in. That's right. We would love it. All right. And how can you review the show, James oh, it's in Balls? App. Just open up the app and you're like, what, how do I do this? This one is from RPG Wiz. I says, love the podcast. Does he like on, to whiz? doesn't say it's a man, woman, anything in between. We don't even know, Claire. We're on the spectrum. <laughs> Who's to say? But it's they say honest, hilarity, candor and suggestions from a bantering, bickering and opinionated married couple who are both <laughs> great people. Well, uh, well Claire, I am. I don't know about that guy over there. <laughs> James and Claire are the best. Keep on suggesting. But, yes, I for one love it when you guys get political. Well, well you don't you worry. We'll continue to never stop. possibly. Cool. Well, never next... stop, won't stop. You we know might... what might stop? What might stop? The hair on your head growing. You never you get know. an old, mate. You're getting old, mate. I'm getting old. <laughs> you look great. I don't believe you. Let's you shouldn't. Get, let's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? Listen, I just want to turn up on the first day of school with my son and look around and go, yeah, I'm not the worst looking guy here. <laughs> You're already doing that. We had our first transition <laughs> for like first year of school for next year and you said the whole time. On the Zoom call. On the Zoom call, just looking at everybody, comparing yourself. No, no, I was making fun of everybody, Claire. If anything, <laughs> Don't no. tell everyone No, that. I wasn't doing that. No, I was, try- I was mostly trying to get, get a rise out of you. On yeah, the you were. And I, we were on the screen and I was I felt like the kids at the back of the classroom where the teacher's talking and yeah. I'm trying to listen and I've got my mate in the corner just trying to make me laugh. Mm. So then we then they were talking about something very serious and social emotional and I'm giggling away on the Zoom because you kept telling ridiculous things. I'm a teacher, I heard it all before. Uh, mm. but you know, it was it was good, I guess. Like it was it was good to hear. Yeah. It seemed like a really good school. And uh, honestly, mm. the people seemed very nice of what they do. we saw on the Zoom call. And I'll get to meet them all very soon. And then we've got a brand new you bunch of friends, and there's friends. barbecues every week and people recognizing <laughs> us up the street and a whole decades of new people in our life. And maybe some of them will listen to this one down and be like, Does James actually hate me? And maybe I do. <laughs> no, you just don't like people. And that's I don't like okay. places, Claire. Yeah, you don't like places, just no, like no. us. It's good before. to make friends. You say that Let's like go, you're telling I yourself. Let's go eat food. All right. So long. Have a great week. Uh, thanks, and, Collins. Uh, yeah, thanks, Collins, for editing. We've been Shestable Pod. We'll never stop. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.